When he turned his back from shoulder to shoulder, it looked like as wide as the tailgate of a truck. And this darkness, literal darkness, just came like all over, just, just all over me except where I was standing. This thing let out the most blood-curdling, mind-blowing, spine-tingling scream that you've ever heard in your life, and it cut through me like a knife. And I knew that they were going to take me. I just knew it. And then the next thing I can remember is being levitated. Well, when I look in there, uh, I see two big eyes staring back at me. Hello and welcome. You're listening to The Bump Podcast, a place for the believers of the unexplained, monsters, and paranormal. Join us, and we'll go face-to-face with what goes bump in the night. I just wanted to remind everybody to go to thebumppodcast.com and check out the Believer store. I have tons of merch on there. I'm putting new stuff up every time I turn around. Um, the more stuff I can think about, the more stuff I'll add. I'm, I'm doing everything from scratch. Everything's being designed by me. Uh, I hope you like it. Check it out. And also, if you need more content, um, bonus interviews here and there are going to start coming up. And the full video interviews with each of my guests that are cool with having themselves videoed are going to be on my Patreon. They're already on Patreon. If you join now, you'll have access to everything that's ever been uploaded. Uh, This is the Bump Podcast on Patreon. So check it out. I really appreciate all the love and the support. Before I get into this episode, I just want you guys to know I'm truly excited about this. Um, this is, this is going to be a, a name that you'll come to know in the Bigfoot community. I really have a feeling. His name is Josh Moss. Um, he's today's guest. I'm recording this part, obviously, after I've spoken with him. Um, he's an archaeologist, and he has compiled so much work into gathering data to find similarities and correlations of Bigfoot sightings and activities and locations and um, where they're at, why they're there, following trends and finding patterns. And he's compiled it all into maps. It's brilliant work. It's science. Uh, I was just amazed the whole time I talked to him. Find him on YouTube. Uh, his videos are called Squatching with Josh. And then he's also on Instagram at, at PNW Bigfoot Maps. There's going to be links in the show notes. And also, I'm going to try to compile some of his work with his permission that he's given me. And uh, maybe try to tie it all together and put it up on the Patreon. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it. This video or this in this interview went so much better than what I had anticipated, you know. I didn't know anything going into it, and the more he talked, I just got kind of dumbfounded. So, remember his name. He's doing a lot of work, and uh, please go support him. Show him some love. Go join his Instagram page. Uh, show him some support, and if you have an encounter 
that you would like for him to be able to catalog to add to this you know this collection that he's doing a database get the gps coordinates as as good as you can and send those to him okay Um, he's looking for more data so i'll go ahead and i'll shut up and then i'll get into the to the interview Hey there, Believers. I got a good show for you today. I'm bringing on Josh. He's from the Pacific Northwest. I think he's in Washington State. Um, He made a post on Instagram about looking to come onto a podcast because he does maps and data visualizations relating to Bigfoot encounters in North America. And uh, he does field research. He's got a YouTube channel, uh, Squatching with Josh, as well as his Instagram page. And uh, I just, I find him intriguing. I don't know what kind of stories he might have. Um, I just basically reached out to him through the offer out there. He was down for it. So we, we lined up a time to talk. So you'll be learning along with me. It's a lot of fun. Like, I like it that way. You know, I, I like to not feel rehearsed or anything like that. It's, it's enjoyable. Uh, while we wait for him to join the show, I want to give a big shout out and a thank you to Sarah Cooper from the American Snally Gaster Museum in Maryland. Um, we met up on Instagram also, um, I had her on the show. She's going to be on a, a future episode or she was probably already on a past episode by the time you hear this. Um, she told the whole history of the Snelly Gaster. You know, we sent each other a couple of swag packs, you know, I sent her a few things. So she sent me this killer cup here. I don't know how well you can see it, but it's, it's a encrypted coffee cup. Got it all personalized with bunch of West Virginia cryptids and, and cryptids from everywhere else too. You know, there's the Fresno night crawler and uh, there's even a jackalope on there, you know, and she personalized it with my favorite cryptid Bigfoot. So it's a lot of fun. So thank you, Sarah, for that. And you guys should really go check her out. Um, she also was starting up her own podcast. So go check out her Instagram and get links to all that or go back to our show notes and I should have some links for you on there. So give me just a second and we'll get Josh on the show. So um, my name is Josh, and I'm uh, based out of Portland, Oregon, kind of the Pacific Northwest. And, um, you know, I think like a lot of uh, people who are interested in Bigfoot and the, and the paranormal and cryptozoology, um, my interest kind of started with a lot of the classic TV shows, like In Search Of, that I watched when I was a kid. And um, those things just ca- captured my imagination. So I started loving that stuff when I was a kid. and I you know, I started with the TV shows and then I like read every book I could get my hands on, uh, Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, Aliens, um, Ancient Aliens, uh, and so forth, which it's funny because although I don't really uh, like the Ancient Aliens theory now, it kind of led me to my career, my actual career in a way, because it sparked an interest in archaeology, which ended up being the beginning of my actual job. Wow. Um, but becoming an actual archaeologist it, it did become hard to continue to believe any of that ancient aliens <laughs> <laughs> um so but anyway um so i have always had an interest in cryptids and cryptozoology and the paranormal uh, ever since a young age and um as i grew older my career uh kind of brought me into the natural sciences uh i was an archaeologist a field archaeologist for many years and then I transitioned into uh, being a GIS professional working with uh, 
wetlands and other natural phenomena and um, doing a lot of field work with that and with the archaeology. So I just spent a lot of time in the woods um, for my professional career. And it's interesting because it's kind of like uh, every time I was out in the woods for work, obviously I'd be doing my job and investigating the natural or human phenomena. We were supposed to be out there investigating, but in, in, the, in the back of my mind, you know, I was, I was doing a little bit of squatching too. Yeah. So I'd, be, I'd be looking for, you know, footprints or stick structures or, any, or anything like that. So that's kind of where uh, I've come to where I'm at today, um, trying to spread the word about this uh, Bigfoot mapping project I'm kind of working on as a side project. And so what I'm doing is um, I, I work with GIS, which is Geographic Information Systems, and it's a way to tie um, data to geography. And I'm, I was sitting at work and I'm thinking, this is a way that biologists, real, you know, real biologists, as opposed to cryptozoologists, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to throw shade on cryptozoologists, right, right. but um, this is the way that biologists actually use to study known species or to look for species that they think actually exist. So I'm thinking, well, you know, I have expertise in this area and I have an interest in cryptids. Maybe I can use this to look into Bigfoot. So, but my, my thought was then where, where can I get a data set? So I, I need the, the raw data. Basically what I mean by that is um, GPS points of Bigfoot sightings. Mm -hmm. And so my first thought was, well, this may not work, but I'll just email um, Cliff Brockman from Finding Bigfoot because I know that he is very much, he's a data-oriented person. If you listen to him talk, oh yeah, and I thought he might have collected this information himself or have a, uh, uh, be able to point me to where I could find it. And I was like, this is out of the blue. I doubt he'll email me back, but he did. Uh, so I have to give him credit. It was very nice of him. And it just briefly, he pointed me to a, a place online where I could download a pretty large data set that covers uh, a, most of North America with GPS points for Bigfoot sightings. So I downloaded that to my computer and I was kind of off and running, um, making these maps where I can compare Bigfoot sightings to other natural phenomena it, and in a way that is the same as, as um, biologists would use to study a known species. So that's uh, kind of what I've been trying to make my contribution to the Bigfoot community. Wow. Wow, that is so cool, man. I absolutely love that. And we'll, we'll get into my area because, you know, it's, we're so self-centered here. And we're like, well, what about me? What about me? But yeah. So tell me, what, what have you found? Uh, what, well, you know, since I, since it is, it, it is, it's, it's, it's working with raw data. And sometimes when you lay data out, sometimes it's disappointing. Sometimes it doesn't tell you anything. Uh, or sometimes it tells you what you don't want to hear. Right. But other times it, it does have some pretty interesting things to say. And so I, um, I have, uh, whenever I have been coming on a couple podcasts, I'll have some of my more interesting maps at hand and ones that I think kind of have interesting things to say possibly about Sasquatch behavior. 
Okay. You know, you if, want... if Sasquatches exist, I, I have a couple maps that I think um, have some interesting insights into their behavior. Okay. So one one of my favorites, uh, and I do have to give Cliff Barrickman credit again because this was his idea. So, but I compared um, Bigfoot sightings to um, salmon streams in Pierce County, Washington. So uh, Pierce County, Washington is in the foothills of Mount Rainier. So that's classic Bigfoot yeah. area. You know, it's, it's a, a real, it's kind of a hot spot. So that, that's why I chose that area. And um, salmon streams, because, you know, I, I would think a lot of Bigfoot researchers would kind of assume that Bigfoot's would eat salmon. So I thought, mm -hmm. well, I'll test that hypothesis. So I tried to get really detailed. So I took only the Bigfoot sightings that occurred in summer and fall, because that's the times of year when the salmon run mm -hmm. in Pierce County. And it turns out that 42% of those sightings occurred within one mile of a salmon stream. And I thought that was a pretty significant correlation. So to yeah. me, that indicates if Bigfoots do exist, they are uh, taking advantage of those salmon runs for a food source. Yeah. 42%, um, you know, obviously that's not 90%, but um, as I've been going through this data, that's a really uh, high level of correlation. I imagine it would be. And, and that's going within one mile. Yeah. And within, you know, within one mile of a salmon stream during that time period that people are witnessing. Yes. So, you know, so there's that whole X factor of, is there someone there to see it? Yes. So there could be a lot more um, Bigfoots availing themselves of those streams potentially that people aren't seeing. Right. So th that's one that I thought was really interesting. And uh, sorry, this is where the editing might come in. I'm going to scroll down to one of my, I'm scrolling through my Twitter here to find one of my other maps that I thought. Um, can, can you pull up the maps? Can you do like a share screen or something? Let me see the map. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can. Um, I love that. Let's see. Oh, you've disabled screen sharing. Well, let me fix that. How about now? Oh, perfect. Okay. Okay, can you see my screen? Yeah, I can. Okay, so this is one of my other um, maps that I thought was really good. Um, and this is, can you see it? Yeah, yeah, Florida. Yeah, so this is Bigfoot sightings by proximity to traffic volume in Florida. And I thought this one, first of all, this one is a three-factor map. So it's the Bigfoot sightings and roads, but then also how much traffic is on the roads. And I thought this one was uh, really interesting because, um, and now, sorry, I got to go back because I got to scroll down to where I have the, the, uh, statistics for that one written out okay sorry no you're good brother i'm glad I, you can edit i just wanted to get my eyes on that map <laughs> I'll, I'll pop it back up oh you're fine you're fine um i definitely think that this one Okay, here we go. So I definitely think that this map of Florida Bigfoot sightings um, by proximity to the traffic volume could potentially say a, um, 
a, a strong message about Bigfoot behavior that confirms what people already think about Bigfoot behavior, which, which is, that's always something I'm interested in with these maps. Like, does the data confirm what people kind of assume about Bigfoots? And in this case, I kind of think it does. So only eight of the 329 sightings in Florida, so 2%, Mm-hmm. occurred within a mile of a high traffic road so to me that confirms bigfoots tend to try to avoid people yeah. but 79 percent occurred within one mile of a low traffic road or farther than a mile from any road so again the majority of the sightings are away from most of the human activity right yeah that the biggest say- category of the sightings um, occurred, so 51% of the sightings did occur within one mile of a low traffic road. And now this is interesting because I've received uh, some criticism from people with a more uh, skeptical mindset saying, well, you know, this data can't say as much about Bigfoot behavior because it's dependent on people, you know, each point is only where a person saw Bigfoot. So it's hard to draw any conclusions about the Bigfoot behavior from that because it's only the times when Bigfoots and people cross paths mm-hmm. in theory. But because this, this map to me um, shows that since 51% of the sightings occurred within one mile of a low traffic road. It shows that while the sighting, the data is biased towards, you know, human and Bigfoot interaction, that 51% is still a big correlation with the lowest traffic roads. And so I still think that this map is able to say, well, if Bigfoots exist, this data shows that they strenuously try to avoid areas of high human activity. Yeah. So I, I thought this was one of my more interesting maps. Yeah, and sorry, I, you might have to edit that section no, pretty no, heavily. No, no. I was a little stumbly there. No, you're you're good. You're good. Uh, I agree with you. If it was a, uh, you know, what goes into your point is if it was where Bigfoot didn't care whether or not it was around people, then the high traffic area, of course, would have a higher number of sightings because there's more people there to see it and report it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, so they're obviously avoiding high traffic areas, you know, and going to the more sparsely populated areas to do their maneuvering and or, or whatever they need to do. Uh, Josh, I'm so impressed by what you're doing, man. This is, oh, thank you. <laughs> this thank is you. cool. Um, going back to archaeology, if, just for a second, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, because... Like I said, we, we haven't really spoken before about thoughts and theories and all that kind of shit. Um, I don't know where you stand, like, as far as I think I know. Um, I think I know where you stand, whether or not, you know, Bigfoot is a relic hominid or, you know, a spiritual being or whatever, or anything in between, you know. Um, but from an archaeologist's standpoint, do you see any relation to the um, from your from your field research, in relation to Sasquatch uh, habitat, if you would, or anything that they may leave behind, any kind of signs, 
uh, is there any relation between that and what you would have learned from primitive cultures? Like, is there any like telltale sign like these are an intelligent race of something or someone uh, based off of what you've learned about, you know, um, earlier cultures? Okay, well, for me, I'll say I stick to the evidence. And, and you know, so what I'll say is um, I don't think so. Um, I've never seen, you know, there's very few reports where Bigfoot's use tools right. um, or make fires mm-hmm. or um, build any structure beyond like leaning trees next to each other. Right. Um, there is, you know, some people or some people uh, talk about them potentially having a language and there is the Sierra sounds tape, which as an aside, I love that recording um, almost just from an artistic standpoint. It's so cool sounding. Yeah. Um, But what I'll say about what Bigfoot is, is that from what I can, from the information I have access to, it's a hairy bipedal creature that people sometimes are able to see. And that's all I can say, because that's all we know. Right. So I, I, is it, is it a relic hominid? Is it a spiritual being? I leave that speculation up to other people, to be honest with you. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll take that. You know, you're, you're just here for the facts. You know, you're like Joe Friday, just the facts, man. You know? <laughs> yes, exactly. But, but as far as, uh, being like an ancient culture like a hunter-gatherer culture Uh um i don't think so i to me it's more like from from what i see in the in the record of reports and sightings and sort of the oral tradition to me it's more like an animal okay yep yeah i'll take that I, i appreciate that um like an undiscovered primate like a Again, I, I can't come down too hard on that because, yeah. I, I like I said, I leave the speculation to others. But, um, yeah, I don't see it having um, what what I would call cultural traits. Okay. Uh, that you would that you would um, ascribe to humans. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I wanted to ask because, you know, you have I'm sure a wealth more knowledge than myself or most others as far as you know uh cultures you know what what you're looking for and from being an archaeologist and i didn't know if there was a common trend between um sightings and you know habitat or habituations you know in different pockets across america or the world that were common enough to make it like a cultural thing for a bigfoot species um or race or whatever so yeah i like it you know, from what I see, and this could be, uh, you know, we kind of, we say human beings, and, and we're human beings, so we have a human-centric point of view. Right. We say human beings have cultures, and we say animals have behaviors. Right. Okay, yeah. Um, but human beings are animals, and our cultures are behaviors. So right. at some point, these categories all break down. Yeah. But like to me, I have not seen anything in the record of reports that i've heard or read or evidence you know the 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 
the unfortunately scarce amount of hard evidence there is for about Bigfoot that indicates they have anything that we would call uh, close to a sort of a human culture. Uh, to me, that doesn't appear to be there. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that. You know, yeah, I, of course, I appreciate that insight because I don't often get to talk to somebody that's in the field of archaeology. So that's, I appreciate it. All right, let's get back to your maps. <laughs> okay. Uh, how many states have you covered doing this? Um, let me see. You know what? Let me let me look on my uh, Instagram here because I have them more lined up better. I don't have to scroll through Twitter as it's it's less confusing that way. It's like, wow, yeah, two, yeah. And while you're doing that, I'll just, uh, I'll pick your brain a little bit more about just in your day job, you said, uh, or, and what you're, you're doing with how it relates to natural phenomena. Um, what kind of natural phenomenon are you out there checking out? Is it well, so right now I, I work with, uh, I work with wetlands right now. Okay. So I, I work with using, um, computer mapping to track how wetlands change over time wow wow so you're doing like historical maps and yeah i'll look at historical uh maps and then try to determine new new statuses yeah uh, and compare yeah okay so that that would make sense with this map here you're probably uh, pretty intimately familiar with the coasts of Florida and Louisiana and all that, Mississippi. I actually, well, I've never done anything in Mississippi, but um, I've done some plenty of work actually on the Gulf Coast yeah. <laughs> uh, of Florida and Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of change there. Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess so. I, I lived in Louisiana for six years. Um, we got into, you know, that's where I actually got started on ghost hunting, you know, uh, yeah, the, the group bump, you know, for the believers of the unexplained monsters and paranormal. Um, it was me and a few Air Force buddies. We got together and just we go, you know, scare ourselves to death by going to empty houses or cemeteries and just, you know, trying to be like taps, you know, the old ghost hunters. Yeah. <laughs> we were doing that kind of stuff. Man. It never really had anything go on because. It's not like it's seen on TV. Most of the time you yeah. go out and nothing's going They kind of juice it up on those TV shows, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They make it like every time they go out, this crazy shit's happening. But it, no, it's not. Every time you go out, you're talking to yourself in the woods. <laughs> you know? Louisiana is such a cool state, though, for, for like yeah. the creepy stuff. You know, you've got the Rougarou legend and yeah. people see Bigfoots there. And there's all the ghosts and... and um, sort of i guess uh voodoo you know, cultural voodoo legends yeah yes and, I, I, and like those above ground cemeteries that are like like the one that they have in the movie easy rider so yeah cool looking and creepy yeah yeah, yeah like like when i went down i only went to new orleans once but I was, the rest of the time i was up by shreveport okay but, yeah but man if you go down to new orleans you can it just feels different there you know, like the sun goes down and you're like, oh man, <laughs> it's like you can, you can feel there's something in the, in the air. Such you know? a, it's such an old city. Yeah. A lot of history and yeah. Yeah. I've only been there once or twice, but 
it's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it down there, but it's definitely uh, a place to keep your eyes open. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> All right. So back to your question, I've covered, I think, 16 states so wow. far. And I make pretty much each map is state level. Although um, I'm working on one right now, and this is for fans of the woo uh, aspect. Okay. That covers all of America. And I'm doing um, Bigfoot sightings along the 33rd parallel. Oh. So, you know, the 33rd parallel is supposed to have some kind of magnetic power, like you've heard about the ley lines. Yep. So I'm working on that one. That'll be, that'll cover, well, it's the southern part of America. So yeah, uh, Southern California through Texas. And, you know, East Texas, Texarkana has, is a real Bigfoot hotspot. And that 33rd parallel goes right through there. So I'm finding that to be kind of interesting. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I've heard similar about the 38th parallel. Um, oh, okay. Because I guess it runs, you know, globally. I think it runs through Korea, maybe. Huh. And there, there was some, some, kind of, some kind of thing about high strangeness along the 38th parallel. So that, that's cool. But the 33rd, yeah, I imagine down there in the south. Yeah, man, I love this. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to write notes at the same time as I'm talking to you. I, I love this stuff. Are you are you going to put out a book or anything about this, Josh? Are you going to compile it? And um, You know, I've thought about that. Right now, I don't have a lot of time to yeah. work on something of that scope. Um. But, you know, I kind of make the maps and, and, and write up the little statistical um, uh, summaries, sorry, um, in my spare time, like I'll be working and I'll take a little 15 minute break and, and kind of work on one of these maps. And, um, you know, I would love to compile them into a book, like maybe once I get more states done. And I, I won't say I, I could do all 50 because there's some states that don't really have a lot of Bigfoot sightings. Yeah. And it might not be that interesting for, for all 50 states. Right. But, you know, I don't know about Hawaii, for instance. Right. But, uh, or like, you know, and I'm going to make some listener angry, but, you know, or like Kansas or something. I don't know. I'd have to look into it. But, right. um, there's certainly more states on my list. For instance, uh, as we discussed before we started recording my home state and your home state of West Virginia, right. I haven't done a map for that yet. And West Virginia is a, a, a great squatching state. Yes. I, I love the wilderness in West Virginia. Um, you know, do you know the Canaan Valley? Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite places in the whole of America to go out in the woods and Dolly sods and, just that area. It's a very special place. And um, I'd love, I, I, you know, West Virginia Bigfoot map is probably close to next on my list. So awesome. Awesome. I hope so. But generally speaking, yes, I, I would love to make a, a book of this stuff. That would be so much fun. Yeah. Cause you have a lot of, you got a lot of information in here. And I, I think it would, I think it would be a, a service to the whole community you know, the whole Bigfoot and, you know, the research community to, to have something like this on hand. I, I think this is, this is wonderful. 
Well, you you kind of inspired me, honestly, by asking that question. Like, maybe I'm going to think about that a little harder now. <laughs> well, I hope you do, man. I hope you do, because I will be in line to buy a book, because <laughs> I, I can't get enough of this stuff. All right. Oh, thank you so much. I, I appreciate that so much. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, this is just a little side project for me. Yeah. And the fact that you'd be interested in other, you know, Bigfoot people would be interested. Just, uh, uh, I really appreciate that. I, yeah, yeah, man. And I, I mean it wholeheartedly. I think this is something that I haven't seen before. And you you know, if you're into Bigfoot, it most of the time it's the same old thing, you know, from people that, you know, and, and not knocking them. I mean, people don't have experiences every day, but you'll see, you know, the True. same rinse and repeat reports by somebody that had an experience 20, 30 years ago. And you'll hear them and you'll hear their take on every single channel you listen to, on every special. And this is something different. This is something fresh. Um, oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I really like it, man. Speaking of, you know, experiences, I have to say I haven't had one myself, despite right. the amount of time I've spent, you know, in remote areas. Um, the closest thing I've had is like, while I've been out in the woods and, and in and, and, and different remote wilderness areas is I've seen a lot of the stick structures in different places. And if you want my real opinion, I'm not 100% convinced that those are always or ever really evidence of Bigfoots. But I'm open to the possibility. But I just was, um, I just bring that up to say that's the only thing that I've ever personally experienced. Yeah. But I've seen plenty of those. <laughs> those are out there in the woods. If you go looking for those, you will find them. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. You know, I think a lot of times you'll you'll find what you want to find. And, um, and it could be that that you find 10 of those and one of them was made by a Bigfoot. Or it could be that none of them were. It could be that all of them were. I just, I don't know. And right. I'm not going to act like I do. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I... I, I tend to agree with you. I think there's areas, like if you have, if you find tracks and you find, you know, the the cross, you know, the X crosses over there and they're 25 feet tall and the trees are upside down and stuck into the ground, you know, maybe that's a Bigfoot, <laughs> you yeah, know, but yeah. if you find a couple of twigs that happen to, you know, crisscrossed on the side of a path, you know, on a windy day, People find what they want to see, you know? It's true. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're looking for the ultimate gear in EDC or survival, go to SquatchSurvivalGear.com and check them out. Um, I've had Chris on the show a couple of times. It's his business. It's veteran-owned. Every component of every product is 100% made in America. Plus, you get packs that, that have the coolest names ever, You know, like the Rock Ape or the Minahuni. Go check out SquatchSurvivalGear.com. Uh, use promo code BUMP10 and save 10% off of any product site-wide. I do think that there's a, a little bit of that seeing what you want to see with some of those things. But again, I'm not going to act like I know for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we won't know unless we're there, you know. All right, Josh. So what what other map do you want to show today, if, if you don't mind? Okay, well, since your um, podcast seems to cover a lot of different paranormal topics. Yes. I thought I would show you one that has uh, Bigfoots and UFOs on the same map. Hell yeah. If you're interested, if you're interested in that. <laughs> yeah, man. Because I, it turns out that UFO um, GPS data is actually easier to find than Bigfoot data. I think UFO people are a little bit maybe more... Um, Sometimes maybe they're a little more nerdy, more technologically inclined in some ways uh, as far as the GPS points go. I don't know. Yeah, they're, this they're database very, was easy to find. The very data um, oriented, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I, I, I always like to give credit for where I get these ideas. So, did, do you know the, the Small Town Monsters movies? Very well. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I love yeah. those movies. Um, Partly it's because each one, you know, like I'm a geographer, I deal with maps and places. And those movies are so cool because each one is tied to a very specific place. Yes. It's part of why I love them so much. I, I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of them are very West Virginia oriented. Yeah, they are. They, yeah, they are. There's a lot of, there's a lot of weird, there's a lot of weird in West Virginia, man, I tell you. But so this map, was inspired by their uh, movie Invasion on Chestnut Ridge and yeah. the research of uh, Stan Gordon. Yep. You know, who they, they they basically, I think, based that movie on mostly on his report compilations. Mm-hmm. So I did a map of Pennsylvania and I did UFO sightings and Bigfoot sightings in Pennsylvania. Wow. And can you see the map? Yeah, I do. So as you can see, there, um, the big green dots are Bigfoot sightings within one mile of a UFO sighting. Yeah. Weirdly, there's a couple over close to Philadelphia, which <laughs> I don't know how to explain that. But the, <laughs> the vast majority of connected Bigfoot and UFO sightings, as you can see here, and I can get you the number on that in a second, are in the Chestnut Ridge area in southwestern Pennsylvania. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, kind of goes along with what Stan Gordon says and with what 
uh, small town monsters covered in that documentary, which again, I highly recommend all their documentaries. Like, I oh, think yeah. they're making some of the best uh, cryptid movies going right now. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, if I could get Seth Breedlove on here just to sing his praises a few times to him, you know, <laughs> I, I think that, man, they are amazing. I love those documentaries. I, I agree. I've, 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 uh, uh, you know, written a couple of emails to their, to them just to say, you know, I appreciate what you guys are doing. And they, I think that they make, uh, a little bit more, um, they put a little bit more, I think, intelligence towards the, the topic than some documentarians do. Yeah. Yeah. They, you, you can tell they put the work in and I saw and that definitely he's followed, uh, passion as well. Yes. Yes. And he's following you on Instagram, by the way. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did. Yeah. I think it's probably because I have emailed him a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like this correlation here, man, with the, with the UFOs and the Bigfoot. Um, those aren't necessarily the most densely populated areas. I know they are in, you know, it is in Philadelphia, but around the set, the Chestnut Ridge area, that's not necessarily the, the biggest population of Pennsylvanians, you know, no, it's it's almost like coal country. Um, yeah, back you're, in, in, you're, you're in the early mountain. days of my career as an archaeologist, I did a little work in that area, and it is pretty sparsely populated. Yeah, it's small towns. Yeah, I, I like that. I don't know if you know maybe light pollution has something to do with UFO sightings. You know, the the less the less it's in your way, you know, the the easier it might be to see what's in the skies. Um. And people, maybe if they're of a more outdoorsy nature, maybe they're having more Bigfoot sightings. Well, you know, the, the, the Stan Gordon, I believe Stan Gordon's hypothesis is that Bigfoots are aliens. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, you know, like I said earlier, I won't, um, I leave speculation up to other people, but that's very interesting. It is interesting. I think that's, that's, that's at least fun to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I don't know where I stand on that. I mean, I, I can't say one way or the other, yes or no, about anything, because over the last almost year of doing this show, I, I feel dumber than when I started. You know, I thought I had a few answers, but now I don't know anything about this stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, my, my dad is a little bit of that camp, you know, about what Bigfoot is. Um, but he's more – my over over the years – the more stuff my dad listens to and watches and listens and, and pays attention to, he, uh, I think he's going more into the ancient aliens theory and he, he can tie Bigfoot right in there with it when you talk to him about it. But well, I, I will say this if Bigfoots were aliens and they could cloak like the predator and beam up to their spaceships and so on and so forth, like some people say. Yeah. That would actually explain so much. Yes. Yeah, it would answer everything. <laughs> you know? It would. It would. Like, what did and you again, find I, I want to I emphasize, I'm not saying that's what I think uh, or that that's a conclusion I've drawn from my maps. Right. I'm just saying that that would really answer all the questions if it was true. It would. It would answer everything because you could just say <laughs> alien. <laughs> you know, and it would be like, oh, okay, well, I can't really argue that because we don't know. Yeah. Uh, oh, where do you stand on aliens and UFOs and all that? 
because we have disclosure coming uh, supposedly by the first of June. That was uh, some kind of agreement well, that Congress had. I'll, I'll I'll say this: I know a lot less about UFOs, I've, and I've done a lot less research and thinking about UFOs than I have about Bigfoot. So I'm no expert. Not even that I'm an expert on Bigfoot, because how can you be? But um, as far as UFOs, I mean, obviously, I think there's, I forget the name of the theory. There's some scientist that says, basically, the universe is so, it's infinite. So there, there I do believe there's life, you know, out there. Um, do I know for sure that they've contacted us or that they look like the greys or the lizard aliens that people talk about? Right. I don't know for sure. Um, I tend to think that a lot of UFO sightings, this is just my personal opinion. I'm going to assume that most of them are just like experimental airplanes or something that the military is testing out. That's, that seems to me like the, the most logical explanation. Yeah. yeah and as far that. as the government doing disclosure, I guess uh, I'm, you know, you just got to wait and see till they, I mean, what, I'll, let me ask you this. What would it take? What would they have to show for us all to really believe it? Right. And what can you make that impact? What can you believe that would, that could be shown, you know, cause there's yeah, like a, a gray alien standing at the podium next to the president on a, on a press conference. I mean, yeah. what are they going to do? Right. So um, I don't know for sure about this disclosure. Um, I just don't know. It's not, it's not on the top of my research list to be honest yeah i kind of stick to bigfoot i get that i get that and you're right what would it take because no matter what somebody's gonna be like i don't trust them they're lying and then and people that uh, that believe they already believe you know so i don't know how far disclosure is going to get any of us but it's interesting yeah. it's interesting yeah well josh uh is there anything else that you want to show us or talk about? Because I'm going to, the way I do this now, uh, now that I started a Patreon and a YouTube channel, I'm trying to, you know, trying to grow as far as social media goes. Uh, this video will be available. You know, there'll be clips of it. I'm going to put on YouTube and there'll be a, the full length show on Patreon. Um, is cool. there anything that you would like for people to, to see any, anything else? Well, I'll tell you this. Um, you're welcome to go on my Twitter and you can download any of my maps wow. and share them on any of your social media if you find one that you like, yeah. as long as you've, you know, tagged me. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, okay. So you're welcome to do that. And anyone that sees this, and this is something I've been saying, um, anyone that sees this, if you're a Bigfoot researcher, if you, if you go out in the field, I encourage you to take a GPS point when you think you've found Bigfoot evidence or if you see a Bigfoot. And I recommend there's an app for your cell phone called Abenza Maps. It's free and it lets you make GPS maps and take GPS points. You can use that as kind of a research tool. And that's Avenza Maps? Yeah, A-V-E-N-Z-A. Okay. Um, and you can use that as a research tool. And if you do that, um, I'd love it if you sent the GPS point to me and it can be anonymous. You know, I'm not going to attach your name to it, but I'll add it to the date. And, you know, 
you can send me other information like what you found or what kind of sighting it was, et cetera. And I'll add it to the database I have so that my database is kind of a, a living thing. Oh, wow. And you could send it to me at um, Twitter or Instagram. And my handle on both of those is at uh, PNW Bigfoot Maps. But on Instagram, it has underscores between the words. Yeah. If that does, that does that make sense? Yep. So my DMs are open on both those. That's how to get in touch with me. I welcome any GPS points people are able to collect and send to me if you can figure out how to do that. And uh, yeah, you know, just uh, follow me on those accounts. If you want to see more maps, uh, I should be making them. And also um, hopefully posting some photos and stuff from my own research here as, as the kind of, as the pandemic dies down, I've had to be very careful and pretty much uh, not go out hardly at all with the pandemic because um, we've been sort of starting a family. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Congratulations. But, oh, thank you. But as, as the, as, as you know, as I get vaccinated and, and my family gets vaccinated, I'll hopefully be doing some more of my own research. And uh, I'm a bit more of a desk jockey as far as work's concerned now. Yeah. So I have to research field research on my own time, but I'm hoping to, uh, get out there in the field here in the springtime as the pandemic dies down. And so if you follow me on the social medias, um, you can see more maps and, and, and photos and videos from my own uh, research. Awesome. Awesome. And I wish you the best of luck with this. Um, I know in my area, if you go to like BFRO's website and look at their database, uh, West Virginia doesn't look like it's had a, a ton of Bigfoot sightings, especially in Southern parts. And that's because people don't report it. So anybody that's listening, please report what you see, what you find, you know, send Josh your GPS coordinates. People need to start making it knowledge. Don't be afraid of being ridiculed. Like he said, it, it can stay anonymous, but please start documenting, start reporting. Uh, there's so many people, like everybody, I, I, I shit you not, everybody I talk to around here has had some kind of experience with something weird in the woods or some kind of ghost or a Bigfoot or a Wendigo. Uh, even, even the teenagers around here see stuff, yeah. but nobody reports it. You well, know, they, just, they just keep it to themselves. I certainly won't ridicule you. And uh, I certainly won't even uh, share your, you know, you don't have to tell me your name. Uh, if, your name isn't your Instagram handle or Twitter handle. Uh, you know, I certainly will keep everything anonymous and I certainly will respect you. And uh, I know some people are skeptical of the BFRO or don't like the BFRO. Personally, I do like the BFRO. I think they have done a good job. I will say they don't collect latitude and longitude or any coordinates for most of their sightings, which I wish they did. Yeah. But they do collect location. It's more just like a narrative location, like, oh, it happened here. They say it in words. Um, and I do have to say that somebody took the time to plot those out. That's where I got this original data that, that Cliff Berrickman pointed me to. Yeah. Um, I, I believe most of the points I have are, are based off of BFRO sightings. So I know some people are skeptical of the BFRO, but personally, I think that's also a good place to report sightings. I don't. Yes. I think that 
of the entire Bigfoot community, they've there from the get-go trying to put this stuff in a database. I think it's a good idea. So anyway, that's my two cents on that. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, people, like you said, I don't know why they would have whatever kind of feelings negative towards BFRO. That they are the forefront of data you know they've done the yeah, legwork they've done the collections so if somebody can do a better job and go for it if not then at least contribute to it <laughs> you know and I, I wish they had they did have more gps locations now that i know you exist josh out here doing doing these maps because i i can't wait to see yeah, so i i, I want to see you you know when these maps come out i bet you that the parallels and the ley lines that you're talking about i bet you're going to start seeing bands across america of these sightings well i can i can say a little preview like i was saying earlier from that that 33rd parallel map is that it 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 really makes the constant it really ties in with the the hot spot in east texas like the big thicket uh, yeah, if you listen to a lot of bigfoot podcasts you will hear people talk about that area a lot and yeah. big thicket the and, and the falc monster from uh beast of boggy creek yeah the classic you know that area is happens to be very close to the 33rd parallel so i, I preview for that map is that that area is dense right there on the 33rd parallel and so that to me was an interesting finding that i'll probably be saying more about when i finish that map awesome well, i can't wait to see it and if you don't mind i'd like to bring you back on to show it and talk about it I'd, I'd love to awesome thank you so much man all right thank well, you uh josh is there anything else we want to we need to go over or can you think which is uh it's a wrap for this this first time on here i think uh that's that's pretty much all that I have uh, prepared to say, unless you have any more uh, questions for me, um, I think that that was pretty good. All right. Well, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up for today, but we will, I definitely want to get you back on here, man. Uh, as, as you learn more and hopefully people start getting more information out there to you. Uh, I just, I really want to tell you, I appreciate this work. Um, oh, well, thank you so much. Cause like I said, it's just kind of a little side project for me. And I was wondering if Bigfoot people would be interested in it because it's not as um, flashy as like a, a, a piece of video or, or a footprint. You know, it's not as, it's like you have to kind of take a little more time to digest it. So I was, I was hopeful, but, but cautiously hopeful that anyone would care. What, so you know, I, the flashy stuff, that's what people are tired of, honestly. People want data. People want things that they can they can look at and say, well, this is going on here. Uh, and just in my opinion, uh, I I love looking at you know videos and evidence, but there's so many hoaxes out there. And yeah, th this coming from hundreds and hundreds of accounts and eyewitness reports and people that actually cared enough to take the time to give up their location to, to, to contact somebody and you're compiling it all into a map that you can look at and say, okay, this is happening here. Uh, this is beyond 
gee whiz stuff. This is more work than somebody would do to hoax. This is real raw data, and I think it's amazing. I, I really love it. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I just, like I said, I've been interested in Bigfoot for, since I was a kid, and I, I kind of, you know, as the years goes by, you notice there's a, a community around Bigfoot, and yes. I was like, how can I contribute to this community with my skills? And I thought, I thought of this way to do it. Well, you you definitely you definitely did it. <laughs> you're you're doing it, man. I love it. I thank you so well, much for coming. I really on. appreciate that. My pleasure, man. Thank thank you for coming on the show. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime, anytime. Open open door invitation. Just shoot me a text or uh, holler at me on Instagram, and within 24, 48 hours, I'm sure I can make enough time for us to talk again. You know what I mean? Cool. Well. So I've, I've done a couple, I've recorded a, a on a couple podcasts over the past week or so. Yeah. So I'm hoping, I'm, I'm taking a little break of posting maps and stuff, and then I'm going to let these podcasts come out and see if I get uh, a response, get some new information. So yeah. what, shows uh, were, what shows were you on? Um, let's see. Uh, I recorded on one called uh, The Bigfoot Backpacker, which I think is brand brand new. Okay. And one called, um, shoot, what's this one called? Let me look at my DMs. Sorry. Are you good? The Podcast of Mystery. Podcast of Mystery. Well, so I recorded on those two and, and with you. If you, uh, if you want to get out there and, everybody hear you holler at Wes Garmer man Sasquatch Chronicles he you is so, he's so friendly I've been thinking about it I'm like do I want the amount of DMs I'll get if I go on Sasquatch Chronicles bro <laughs> and I'm I was thinking you. would he have me on because I'm not an experiencer he pretty much only does experiencers well I, I have a feeling he would have you on because you're doing you're doing real work you know you're doing not that not that experiences aren't have, didn't have something real happen i don't mean that i'm saying you're doing like real hard work i should have put that the, the second one in there that you're doing real hard work this is this is cool and people will like it wes i think will get a kick out of it and you know when he brought me on his show it it helped you know my reach grew tenfold you went on uh, with, yeah, what I, episode because i listened to every episode of sasquatch chronicles okay it was episode I think it's 681. So kind of recently. Yeah, it was kind of recently. It, it was last August, I think. I know the episode was called Foo Fighters Reloaded. Um, and if it was a members one, I might not have heard it because I don't I'm not a member. It, it wasn't a members episode. It, it was called oh, well, Foo I'll go back and listen to it. Yeah, I'm on like the last 20 minutes of that episode, Foo Fighters Reloaded. I think it's 681. Uh, cool. He, he let me come on there and, and share what experiences that I have had. I, I've never laid my eyes on a Bigfoot, and he still let me come on the show. So, well, you know what? You inspired me. I'm definitely going to email him. Yeah, please, please email him, man. Holler at because he he kind of is the. I first of all, I love Sasquatch Chronicles. He is a great host. Yes, and it is kind of the. It's kind in a way, it's the best Bigfoot podcast there is. I think. Yep. Yep. 
All right, that's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to the show. If you just have to have more content, you can go to patreon.com slash the bump podcast and subscribe and be a patron. Uh, you got more and more content on there every week. So I hope you enjoy that. Uh, to catch up on past episodes, go to the bumppodcast.com, click the episode tab, and it'll take you to any episode you want to listen to. Also, if you want to be on the show, I would love to have you on. Share your story with us. Go to the bumppodcast.com. Click the holler at me button and holler at me. Send me an email, thebumppodcast at gmail.com, and uh, I'll get you on as fast as we can. All right, again, thanks for listening. I love you guys. Until next time, don't stop believing.